My name is Nicholas Danforth, and I'm an editor at War on the Rocks. You are listening to The Warcast, the members-only podcast for what you need to know now. In recent weeks, a number of developments have highlighted the growing extent of Russian-Iranian ties. On November 25th, Ukrainian officials announced that Iranian military advisors had been killed in Crimea. Last week, at a scientific conference in Moscow, Russian and Iranian representatives discussed further steps the two countries could take to cooperate against Western sanctions. Joining us to discuss all this is Sam Bendet. Sam is an advisor with CNA Strategy, Policy, Plans, and Programs Center, SP3, where he is a member of the Russia Studies Program. He is also an adjunct senior fellow at the Center for a New American Security. Welcome to the Warcast. Thanks so much. To start out, tell us what were these Iranian advisors doing in Crimea? Uh, what does it mean that the Ukrainians decided to target them? Well, it's very likely that these Iranian advisors were actually either flying the loading munitions that Iran has supplied to Russia, the Shahed-136, Shahed-131, and quite possibly other drones like Mohajer-6 that recently crashed. Or they were basically just standing over the shoulders of Russian instructors who apparently got training in Iran prior to the acquisition and mass use of these drones. So these Iranian advisors were key to Russian capability in launching these loading munitions at uh, Ukrainian targets. And so more broadly, what's the impact been of Iranian drone technology on the conflict? Well, it's been significant. Uh, Russians have switched from trying to target Ukrainian military infrastructure, uh, which is constantly on the move because of the threat of drones, to targeting stationary Ukrainian energy uh, infrastructure. So the heating, the water, the electricity stations and substations and other very important parts of that infrastructure to really put a lot of pressure on the Ukrainian population, on the Ukrainian government. Now that the winter is upon us, uh, the temperature is plunging, the fact that Ukrainians now have to sit for hours, sometimes days on end without power, without heat, without electricity, is, is an enormous psychological cost that is extracted by the Russians. And so in so doing, Russians are hoping that they can really force the Ukrainian population to maybe turn to the uh, Ukrainian government or force Ukrainian government to start negotiating for some kind of concessions, to start discussing uh, the secession of hostilities. Since, again, the entire Ukrainian energy infrastructure is within range of these Iranian-provided drones, and the cost could be quite enormous, especially for some of the more vulnerable parts of the Ukrainian population, the young, the elderly, the sick, that have to rely on heat and electricity in winter months. And then what does this level of direct military cooperation say about the state of Russian-Iranian relations? Well, we knew that the Russians and the Iranians were cooperating before the acquisition of these drones um, in the middle of, the, of uh, 2022. But the state of this cooperation was probably more or less limited. It was probably confined to certain technological areas, possibly nuclear cooperation, and obviously political cooperation as both countries view themselves sort of in the anti-U.S., anti-Western camp. Uh, the cooperation with respect to drones has really elevated this relationship to the new level. Russia turned to a country which has uh, been able to establish a drone fleet under an enormous pressure of sanctions from the United States and the West that were imposed on Iran starting with the uh, 1980s. Iran also doesn't have quite as an advanced military industry as Russia, but Iran was able to get around the sanctions, 
its defense industry proved flexible enough to field an entire range of military drones that Iranian proxies have used all over the Middle East, and which are now used in Russia. And so Russia is looking to Iran for lessons on circumnavigating and surviving the sanctions. Russia is looking to Iran on lessons on building and developing certain types of UAVs on the cheap. The Russian drones are known to be basically around 20,000 to 30,000 apiece, which makes them probably one of the cheapest drones flying right now in Ukraine and Russian military service. I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah, you had a Twitter thread about this. Last week, Russia hosted a conference directed at young scientists to sort of bolster the development of science and technology in the country. Iran was one of the participants. There was a public discussion about the state of the Russian-Iranian scientific and technical cooperation. And so high-level officials from both Russia and Iran spoke at length about strengthening their cooperation, continuing their cooperation, expanding their cooperation, not just into science and education, but also um, into culture and and other social spheres. Uh, Iran offered to host Russian entrepreneurs and scientists in the country so they can learn from each other. One of the more interesting statements was from an Iranian official who said that Russia is welcome to learn from the Iranian experience. In fact, uh, he said that Russia doesn't have to take a decade to learn how to survive and navigate the sanctions. They could just take a year by learning from Iran. And I think that's a significant statement. Already, Russia is using Iranian military technology, which was developed during the sanctions. And it was obviously developed, as we now know, with a lot, with a lot of um, commercial technologies, lots of commercial parts, because it is difficult to completely um, control all of the commercial flows, all of the commercial supply chains, all the commercial microelectronics that go into the Shahed 136 and 131. And so Iran has uh, gotten really successful and very prolific in uh, incorporating this commercial technology into these drones, which are now used by the Russians. And so there's a lot that Russia can learn from Iran. Obviously, uh, that lesson would be limited to certain capabilities, to certain specifics. Uh, But again, Russia is looking for ways to survive the sanctions imposed by the West, imposed by the United States. And Iran offers a good lesson. One final question, shifting geographic realms for a minute. Uh, There was a spy scandal out of Sweden where some Iranians were arrested for spying for Russia. Can you tell us what happened there? Well, two Iranian-born nationals were were basically caught by the Swedish intelligence services in working for the GRU and working for the Russian military intelligence, I believe. And one of the Iranians was actually working in Swedish intelligence services, and he recruited his brother. So Sweden was monitoring their activity for quite a while, possibly starting in 2015, because both brothers were very obvious in committing a bunch of cardinal errors Um, as they went about collecting information and delivering that information to the Russians. They were spending a lot of cash in a country that has become cashless. Um, They uh, were asking, or actually one of the brothers who was working for Swedish intelligence was asking for information that he wasn't privy to. Uh, They were bringing classified documents home and storing them for um, future discussions with the Russians. And so they made a lot of mistakes, which, again, are usually cited as uh, you know, what, uh, lesson 101, things you should not do if you are a spy for a foreign country. And so Sweden actually did its due diligence. It was monitoring these brothers, like I said, from 2015 onwards. But it is a singular case. Uh, there are probably other foreign-born nationals working at Swedish intelligence services. 
who are not under suspicion, who are not spying for anybody else. These particular individuals were targeted by the Russians, and they have agreed to work for the Russians, and Sweden caught them eventually. One final question. We've covered drones. We've covered uh, evading sanctions. You mentioned the spying. Are there other areas of potential cooperation between Iran and Russia moving forward uh, that people should keep an eye on? Well, I think it's a great question. Both countries are now looking to essentially survive the sanctions together. At the scientific event that I mentioned where Russian and Iranian officials spoke, uh, I believe a Russian official made a joke that it is going to be indecent not to be in the camp of nation sanctions by the United States. So Russia is looking for brothers in arms, basically. Russia is looking for like-minded countries, which are also um, under sanctions by the United States, by the West, which espouse anti-Western, anti-US views and policies. And both countries are looking to reinforce each other politically, economically. There was a lot of discussion about economic cooperation, industrial cooperation, military cooperation, and political cooperation. And now Iran and Russia are looking to expand that into a cultural, social cultural cooperation so that the people from both countries can learn from each other and better understand the specifics of uh, each society as both are looking to learn from each other and cooperate as they both see themselves sort of in the anti-Western, anti-US camp. Thank you so much for joining us on The Warcast. 